Hey, party people. I have a guest in person today, Mr. Brandon Crouch. Is that correct? That is that right? correct, yes. And we are going to talk about guns today and everything about it, really, especially uh, with uh, you know what's going on in the political... Actually, it shouldn't be political. It should just be someone using self-defense with the Rittenhouse stuff. But, um, I mean, how did you get into... Because you work at a local gun store, correct? Correct. Not that we're going to name it or anything, but um, how did you even get that job? What made you want to work there? Uh, like, at that particular store? Mm -hmm. or... Oh, you've been, to, or you've been working at other stores before that? Yes. Cool. So when did you start doing that? Uh, so I started six years ago. Um, started in Houston. There's an upscale gun range that was like for, for people. I was working a really crappy restaurant job, mm. Luby's. It's, it was fun. Mm -hmm. Not really. <laughs> restaurant um, job, yeah. Yes. Um, so I actually went there. They, they had a sign saying, um, help wanted. I went there on break in my Luby's attire and signed up for a job. So, right on. Got it. Got into it professionally that way. Nice. Uh, did that for a bit. Went to another store for about almost five years. Both of those in Houston. Came here to Austin. Got laid off the job I lined up for mm. moving here. Mm. And then joined up with them and been with them since. Did you grow up with guns in the family or anything? Where I you grew were... up in a pretty anti-gun household. Oh, really? Yes. Shut up, really? That's funny. Yeah. Um... A little bit ironic. It's more my mom than my dad. Um, my dad grew up with guns. Um, my mom had a bad experience with, with mm. an ex-husband, mm. so that kind of, kind of turned her away. So mm. thus, there was no guns in the household. Okay. Um, and my mom left when I was in middle school. So after she left, my my taste for guns really exploded after that because I started doing. Airsoft, um, I did paintball a couple times, mm -hmm. it was really fun. Um, just really started like diving specifically into guns. I'm not sure exactly what drew it, or what it was driven they're by. Fun. <laughs> well, they're fun, yes. Fascinating, and I don't know, something about them. But yeah, it's just the itch grew and grew, and here I am working in a gun store. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, what was your first gun that you purchased? It was a Stevens pump action 12 gauge. Um, yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's nothing special. It's just a standard run of the mill pump action. Um, not that I was particularly looking for it at the time. It's just it presented itself at a favorable price from a coworker. Okay. So it's like deal. Nice. And then I ended up trading it. I'm not really a shotgun guy. I don't have mm. one currently. Mm -hmm. I'll probably possess a couple later in life but they're they're for specific needs not shotgun yeah like what kind of needs um just particular types of hunting like duck hunting um hmm. is that because the shorter range or what so with shotguns you have different type of loads that you can put into it mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. such as slugs buckshot birdshot um, slug is a basically a giant bullet the size of the barrel mm -hmm. um, buckshot is a whole bunch of it's like nine different 38 caliber bullets hmm. nine mil basically mm -hmm. so when you shoot something with a buckshot you're basically shooting it with the nine mil nine times equivalently mm -hmm. um, about and then birdshot is like a whole bunch of uh airsoft bbs hmm. mm -hmm. and it just, it just covers a wide area yeah. 
um, at distance. Because the bird is flying at some point, probably? Is that why? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, when a bird is flying, it's easier to just, okay, I need that area. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, exactly. It's flying, you leave your shot, fire, um, and with the Ryan model luck, you'll have, you'll have a duck or yeah. a bird, pheasant, whatever. Yeah. yeah. What are the, do you have to have um, some sort of certificate or something to go animal hunting? Uh, you, do need a, you do need a hunting license. Okay. And that's different. Is that nationwide or is that state different laws for that? Um, it's, I'm sure it's different. It's, I think it's, each state needs its own hunting license. Mm -hmm. So Texas itself has their own hunting license. So if you wanted to go hunt in California, it's not happening probably, but let's pick a different <laughs> state, Colorado. You'd have to get certified there or something to do animal hunting? I'm not all that familiar with right. the hunting aspect, yeah. um, but I would assume so. So if yeah. you fly to California or drive to California with your equipment mm -hmm. to specifically go hunting. Across state lines, I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> <laughs> um, so in order to go to, Cal uh, not California, uh, Colorado, mm -hmm. for example, um, you would have to make sure that whatever states you're driving through, if, if you're driving, you have to make sure you're abiding by the, those states' gun mm -hmm. laws. And then when you get to your location, get your hunting license hmm. and so forth. How long does that take to get that? Uh, here in Texas, it takes a couple minutes. Really? Hunting mm -hmm. license? Wow. I'm sure it's different every state. California has more laws about, I think, license to carry in general. I don't even know what they have. It feels It's just totally different there. License to carry here is, how long does it take to get that? What does that involve? Um, or what is the difference between constitutional carry? I know I'm all over the place. Constitutional carry okay. and um, license, license carry, because I know that they uh, implemented the constitutional carry. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes. This year. So what are the differences in that? So constitutional carry just basically in itself says that by the constitution you're allowed to carry a gun, um, provided you're of age, so 21 years or older. Um, you can carry inside or outside. There's no holster requirements like there was beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, I still recommend getting a license to carry. Yeah. Um, even if your state, especially Texas, if you have that ability to have the constitu constitutional carry, sorry, mm -hmm. um, still get the license because when you have a license to carry, um, it means no background check when buying a gun. Now, when it comes to background checks, a lot of people think or not, not a lot of people, but mm. there's a group of people that think, oh, you could just go to the gun, go to a gun store or go to a corner store and just get a gun, mm -hmm. as some politicians have, have so claimed. <laughs> um, but in order to buy a gun from a gun store, you can you cannot buy a gun from a gun store without a background check. Mm -hmm. Now, the license to carry, you're basically getting your background check done ahead of time because you're doing a more intensive background yeah. check because it's harder to get a license to carry than it is to get a regular gun. So that's basically saying, okay, this person is definitely clear. Clear them for future gun purchases until that license is either expired or, re or revoked. Mm -hmm. um, so that is an added perk of getting a license to carry, particularly for Texas. Um, not, a lot of people, not a lot of people know that one hmm. when they move here mm -hmm. or they're first getting into the gun scene. Yeah. So it's just it's good information to have. Um, also, another perk of having an LTC is it doubles as a driver's license. Really? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you didn't have your driver's license on you, you could just have that on you? Or... Correct. Huh. Because it has your picture, your date of birth, your address. Mm -hmm. It has both your license to Is carry. it an actual like, license card? Mm -hmm. Okay. It, it looks like, almost identical to your, to your driver's license. Okay. It has both your license to carry number and your driver's license number. Oh, okay. 
So yeah. it has everything you need to satisfy a uh, government identification. Pause. Oh. <laughs> well, you can't even see her on the. I can see her on that camera. It's gonna enhance. People will love a cat. Oh yes. Oh, I definitely gotta put her up at some point. She's a little ham, which means pet me. Okay, let's go put you in daddy's room. <laughs> oh my no. But with license to carry, doesn't it? Um, if you have that, you're able to you carry it in certain areas that you weren't allowed to or something i know school grounds you're not it's only a certain distance but if you have license to carry which sounds crazy like you know like you can be closer to different areas if you have license to carry is that a thing so there are certain areas that you can you can legally carry a gun and there's places that you cannot mm -hmm. um you, you said you went through the courts correct the uh the school board yes yeah so you you were told look for 51 percent 30.07 and 3.06 or 30.06 what does that mean so 3.06 sorry we typically call it 30 odd six and 30 odd seven just mm -hmm. for just that's just what we call it um 30 odd six means no carry you cannot mm -hmm. legally carry inside that premises what is that where did that phrase come from 30 odd six there's a caliber huh. called it's 30-06 or 30 odd six year year of uh, development, 1906, 30 caliber. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's that particular cartridge, and they just kind of transitioned that term to the 30.06. It's like 30 odd six. I'm a visual learner, so I'm like, what? I believe you. <laughs> so go um, ahead, sorry. So th 30 odd six means no carry, 30 odd seven means no open carry. So you can have a firearm on you as long as it's not visible to anyone else. And that's what open carry means? You can actually like see that you have something Correct. on you? Correct. What if you're really bad at, uh, I'm sure it's SIX, I don't know. What if you're bad at concealed carry and like your shirt comes up? Is that, is there any sort of law around that? I mean, that sounds like a dumb question, but I'm curious. So that was kind of what um, hmm. the, the one license to carry came about to cover. Huh. is because a couple years oh. ago we were a concealed carry state only. Okay. Really? Excuse me, sorry. It's okay. So, a couple years back, we became a open carry state. You can have your water there. I just didn't want it to spill on electronics. No. You're fine. Okay. Very good. Um, so when we became became an open carry state, the license, the actual license changed from concealed handgun license to license to carry because that one license means you can carry with both. Hmm. Now, as far as what establishment you're in, that. So say you're in a 30-06 establishment um, and you accidentally expose your firearm. Mm -hmm. Legally, the owner of that premises can ask you to leave or to put away your firearm in your vehicle. Is That's... it just because they're scared to, like, that they saw it? Because it's like, he was, you know, let's say that it was an example of that happening. That means that that was on that person the entire time. So all, suddenly because you can see it? I guess people get scared, like, leave my store, or, uh, I guess I get it. It, it depends on the person. Really. Yeah. It's true. The, I guess it's, it's respect private, or something. Yeah. Okay. It's a private business. It's whatever that business owner wants Yeah. for their business. It's, it could mm -hmm. be an image thing. Yeah. Because there's a gun store in Houston that they were 30-odd-7. So going to a gun store with... The need to conceal your firearm I just I don't know it's, it's kind of weird um, personal note I'm not really for open carry 
it just <laughs> kind of makes you a target. Yeah. But people should be free to choose for themselves. I think people think that if they wear it on the outside, they're probably thinking, I mean, I'm not saying that all of them that do this do that. I don't know why that's going off. It's, it's possessed. <laughs> they, aren't they always, though? Oh, you know what? I'm going to move this crap off. When you say open can, it opens. Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> How do you, I'm just going like, to put this in another room. <laughs> oh, we just got this thing. So. Gotcha. Do, need a hand? <laughs> Any more distractions? Let's go. Oh my lordy. What do we leave off on again? Uh, business owners doing like concealed carry limits as far as like if you can open carry or concealed carry. Yeah, what was but, I was asking about? I had an actual question about it though. I already forgot. Do you remember? Of course it wasn't that important. Uh, I don't remember, sorry. No, that's okay. So conceal carry, and I guess like, this is another one of those things where it's different for every state, obviously. I mean... Yes, that is depending on the state. I've seen that uh, animation map of gun rights changing over the years, and it's fascinating, of, uh, you know, having two-way or... Const apparently, constitutional carry is not a new thing. Again, I'm super new to all this, and I was like, ooh, ooh constitutional carry, Texas has that, I'm moving there. But I think a lot of states have already had that before in the past. This isn't anything yes. new. I guess it's, Texas is somehow delayed on that. I would think that it, be, it being a southern state, I don't know, because I think southern people care more about gun rights and constitutional <laughs> stuff, that that would already have been a thing, but I don't know. There are some states that were more ahead of the curve than Texas. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it was Arizona. They've had constitu constitutional carry for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, there's other states. I, I can't remember them off. And what is constitutional carry? That that means By you the, have it open or concealed. Yes. So, the the constitutional carry means you don't need a license. Yeah. In order to carry a gun lawfully. Yeah. So then, what happens uh, legally if you get into a bit of a bind or trouble, especially nowadays, my lord, defending yourself? Not oh necessarily that, but like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Actually, I guess we could use that um, if you're defending yourself, or not maybe. I mean, there's got to be different laws around having constitutional carry. You're doing that versus having a license to carry. Isn't that going to save your ass a little bit more if you have a license to carry? It will make you aware of the laws that mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. would you would normally. That's a good point. Nor if you don't take the class, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Especially when it comes to laws. I mean, any business that doesn't want any guns inside, they'll have they have to legally post the signs huh. 30 out of six or 30 out of seven really? or 51 percent. Um, in plain sight before you enter the premises. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Typically, if if a store has like the whole like gun slash thing, like where where they have the, like, it's it's, it's an obvious no gun sign. Yeah, but that is not legal postage. So, so that's just like we don't want it here. But they're it's kind of like the stores being like you have to put a mask on. Um, kind of like the store decides to comply or not, sort mm -hmm. of a thing because it's uh. Executive order is not a law, but anyway, it's a different subject. Yeah. That's a whole different tangent. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, Which is also another on topic. Um, I found with the mask thing, you know, California, everyone's masking up. Um, and if you don't wear a mask in any store, it'll be like a 17-year-old employee or even someone that's not working there being like, can you put your mask on? Do you have a mask on you? Because uh, what kid would not get off and telling someone to do something, have them do it? 
Um, where people, I mean, you know, there's people break onto fights, people get harassed for not wearing the mask. But I find in Texas, um, there's just like less, I don't know. I think it's literally because of the 2A and constitutional carry because people won't, people know that that's a thing. They're going to be less inclined to mess with you. I mean, not that people are, it's not like the wild west here, but it's just a, I think a more of a subconscious thing where it's like, I don't want to say this in a way that it's like saying that the guns are like used to threaten people, but I think it's a mutual respect thing. Like I won't mess with you because it, guns are like, yay. An armed society is a polite society. Yeah, an armed society is a polite society. <gasps> I love that. I it's, love that. It's not my personal saying. It's, it's, it's something in the, in the gun community, but. I love it. it I want to know all the phrases. <laughs> armed society is a polite, it's so, I mean, that's it right there. Seriously. Yeah. I mean. If, if you go about your life treating everyone as if they are armed, exactly, things they're just so it's much more so pleasant, true. more pleasant interactions with people, dude. And it's, in my opinion, a better society. Um, I listen, like you know, we moved here a little bit over a month ago. It's just you know a heavy cloud over my head. I mean, this is obviously all the COVID stuff too, but well, I think COVID stuff. Uh, revealed a lot about people and their human nature no matter where they live so I mean there's a huge shift in just kindness I think it's also part of I'm gonna have to assume Texas is like history and um, what was it the Wild West or whatever not Wild West but uh, Cowboys and whatnot I don't know you know I'm from Georgia and this is a tangent but welcome to my podcast uh, <laughs> t- you know people are like oh Southern hospitality and again Georgia 25 years born and raised but and I lived in California for 10 years, and now I'm in Texas, and I'm like, man, you know, it could be like, oh, I'm just not used to the hospitality, but I'm like, uh-uh, it's definitely, Texas is, like, totally different. I've never experienced anything like it, where people, like, what you said, and it's not the kind of, it's, we're so jaded from California that we're like, are, when are they going to, like, turn their backs on us or whatever, which is, welcome to California there, but mm-hmm. it is really, people are just, the sense of community and helping each other out. It's really different. Wild. I, I come from... By Chicago and mm. growing up in the north, especially with the winters, people are, tend to be a little more closed off. Mm-hmm. Here, people are just so much more friendly. Mm. Um, I had a huge culture shock when I moved here because right. I moved from a small farmer's town, middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and come down to. I moved from there to uh, from there to Michigan to he, to here, or to Houston. Sorry, um, and just the people are so much nicer. And like I said, the community, it's more about helping each other. Yeah. And I wish I left Illinois sooner, but mm, that, was, that was dictated by me being in school. Yeah, there you go. 100%. So let's get down to Q&A stuff, I guess. Sure. <laughs> How do you safely handle a gun? <laughs> so when it comes to gun, uh, gun safety, there's four major rules, um, which if you want, I can. Yeah, go for it. Break out some. some if any of this stuff is in the way, let me know. We can try to rearrange gotcha. it. Totally so, doable. I have a few toys. Yay. And I've personally verified that all these are empty. But as I get, uh, as I will get to in the rules. Make sure this is. So rule number okay, one. Can you, you can see? Uh... Gotcha. I, yeah, that helps. Um, so rule number one: treat all firearms as loaded. Um, so if I put the slide forward and I set it down, I go, uh, go away, go do something else. It's like, oh, there's a gun. Mm-hmm. Not loaded. 
always verify if your weapon is loaded or not. Mm -hmm. um, rule number two, keep your finger off the trigger until ready to shoot. When it comes to muscle muscle memory, you'll know when it hits you when you pick up like a, a thing of Kleenex. Or no, sorry, not Kleenex. <laughs> a thing of like Windex. Mm -hmm. And your finger oh, yeah, go, yeah. goes like that. Yeah. So. Wait, what would your finger do? It's above the trigger. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Finger is not on the trigger. It's not yeah. on the trigger guard. It's not Alec Baldwin. Sorry. I mean, we had to. <laughs> not yes. Sorry. So basically do everything that Alec Baldwin did not do. <laughs> and the uh, that uh, the Rittenhouse guy. What's that guy's name? I don't oh. even know his name. Binger? Yeah. Lord Almighty. 88 Binger. <laughs> Whew. That was a scene to watch. I mean, horrible. Um, so yes. Rule number one, act like your firearm was loaded. Rule number two, keep your finger off the trigger until ready to shoot. Number three, always know is what is is your target and what is behind your target. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's, oh, sorry, rule number four. Um, don't, don't point at anything you don't want to destroy. Yeah. So, basically, everything Alec Baldwin did not do. Exactly. Um, yeah, you already got the rules of gun safety. What happens if you don't follow those rules? Uh, best case scenario, you put a hole in the wall. Yeah. Hopefully there's nothing important behind that wall. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, you or someone, you, you or someone else dies. Yeah. And really? yeah. it happens. Mm-hmm. Because people don't follow the rules. Yeah. Um, if, if proper gun safety was more prevalent in, in today's society, say... If it was taught in schools, yeah, man. if it was more so socially acceptable for parents to teach their kids mm -hmm. said rules, um, we would be in a better place. 100%. Or you grow up with it. Another thing that I've heard that is great, makes a lot of sense, taking them to the, or start teaching them about gun safety, you know, young kids, yes. as early as possible, um, take them to the gun range, whatever age. Is there, what's the youngest you can take a kid to the gun range? Is there an age? It's got to be an age. The, the range I went to in Houston, um, the youngest that we allowed is eight. Eight, okay. Um, now, if you have private land, yeah, which, probably which is, is different. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, if you have private land, that's a huge plus up to be. Oh, begin for with. sure. Yep. But teach them as, as as early as you can. Yeah, and take out the uh, curiosity, which I'm like, exactly. that's the biggest. That's so true. You know, every kid is like, <laughs> you tell a kid, don't touch this, don't go in there. Don't even look at it. And of course, what are they going to do? They're going to go like, yes. "Ooh, I want to, I'm going to go do that. So then you mm -hmm. give it to them. You take them to a range, backyard, whatever it is. Talk to them about it. Like it's not a bad, scary thing or even something exciting. Because, you know, that shit's in movies too. Or even cartoons. But, you know, it's just, it takes that. That was the most truest thing I've heard about yes. it. I'm like, that makes so much sense. And I love seeing kids with their, um, usually dad at the gun range. It's awesome. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it teaches you gun safety. Why would you not want to do that? I mean, exactly. You go to school to learn about driver safety. You should learn about gun safety. Exactly. Even I mean, especially I mean, I was gonna say in a state that has gun rights, but I'm like, it should be all America. I mean, this is literally in the Constitution. What does it say in the Constitution? I have it right here. This is Constitution and Declaration of Independence. This is confusing to read. 
well-regulated militia. That's it. Is that it? Amendment? You want to read it? Is that the correct one? I'm so... Yeah. I know it's been amended, obviously. So, Amendment 2, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Yeah. Plain I and mean, simple, don't infringe. Yeah. And isn't there another thing about that because... Uh, the power of the people to, I mean, having guns to defend themselves against a tyrannical government. Mm -hmm. Which one is that one? I'm not sure exactly where that is. It's definitely in there. Yeah. I think that was abbreviated. Yeah. But um, that is the core of the Second Amendment is to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government. Mm -hmm. But in today's society, obviously it's more for self-defense and therefore. Yep. Um, Security of yourself. 100%. What, what weapon is that again? Did you? This is the 6R365 that I modified um, with the X grip. So normally they come with a 10 round magazine capacity, which ends right about there. It's a little bit too short for my hand, so I added the longer grip. Oh. So this is a separate grip, did you say? Mm hmm. How, where does that separate from? So basically, you just take out this pin. The trigger module and all the internals are one piece. So you just take that out. Pretend like that's my eye. Wait, no, that's my eye. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. So the trigger and all the internals are in one unit. You can actually remove this and attach a different, either different color, different size, different style grip module. That entire gray thing is one piece, is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, okay. Yep, this is one piece of molded Isn't plastic. Isn't that called the frame, though? Traditionally, yes. Okay. But oh. Since, let me grab, where are you? Is it typical that the grip is part of the frame, or? That is the typical, um, typ typical scenario. Oh my God, what is that? <laughs> it's an HK, Mark, uh, sorry, not Mark 23, um, HK 45 tactical. Wow, I love it. So, and this guy, let me lose my light real quick. So like here is a serial number on this guy. So the entire frame, the bottom portion, mm -hmm. is the gun. On this guy, it is the fire control group or the internals that is serialized. Hmm. So you can, you can actually buy this entire piece separately hmm. and build your own gun. Hmm. Cool. Excuse me. Um, so that's just a unique feature within the Sig series. Um, you do that on the 320, the three. The uh, 365 and the 250, which that one's more dead right now. Anything else? So yeah. So what are you? Uh, what are these for? Like um, everyday carry or having fun out in the woods? I don't know. So when do you use them? Basically, this is my personal carry choice. Mm -hmm. um, good capacity, night sights right off the bat. When it comes to looking for your first gun. I always recommend getting tritium sights. Tritium always glows. It doesn't need a illumination source hmm. to glow. It's uh, you don't have to put like a light up to it, obviously, nope, and then have nope. it really. I, I actually have pistols that do have that day glow where you have to like charge it uh -huh. real quick. Tritium is Can radioactive. You show the camera that the people's little green dot. I know it may not. I don't know. Sorry. It's okay. Right there. Pop out to see. So yep. all three of those green dots will glow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because tritium is radioactive, 
it doesn't need anything else. It just glows by itself. Hmm. Um, so like this one has Atridium front sight. Mm -hmm. So that's my concealed carry choice. This is my home protection choice. Wow. Where do you store that at home? Uh, right beside my bed. Do you have it in a safe or anything? Nope. <laughs> nice. Someone comes in, they get this, and... That's a flashlight on the front? How do you... Where does the trigger turn that on? What is that? Silencer? No. So, it has a little toggle back here. So, you do... Ooh, wow. What is the distance on that thing? Wow. Um, it says on the box. I can't no, remember. I'm just curious. Can't not that you... I'm quizzing um, all over the place. It can probably go 100 yards or so. Wow, it's um, yeah, useful, do, especially for home defense, man. Yes. You wow. do momentary, you do just constant, leave it on. Um, Streamlight TLR1, solid light for home yeah, protection. Mm -hmm. And then, as you saw me pull this out, this is a suppressor. Oh, I didn't even say silencer. What the hell is the difference between a suppressor and a silencer? Same thing. Okay. Maybe because uh, uh, media the, uses silencer a lot, maybe. The, the key so, thing is to know that... It does not silence the gun. It no. quietens it. Yeah. Um, so whenever tell whenever anyone talks about how it's yeah, it makes it totally quiet. That's total BS. No, it's it's not. I've heard it quiet. in the gun range. It was a, a suppressor on an AK. No, not AK. I always do that. Oh my god, brain farting. AR fifteen, lordy, and yes. it was still it was still loud. I mean, we yes. still are wearing uh, ear protection. So most definitely. Yeah. Um, there are definitely some guns that I would not want to hear, uh, hear suppressed without hearing protection. Mm -hmm. The AR-15 being one of those that's still, yeah. still really loud. Yeah. Um, mine certainly are. The good thing about 45 is it sounds like a freaking paintball gun. Hmm. No joke. This weapon? This does. Yeah. Yes. Um, I've personally shot shot this indoors. With the suppressor? With the suppressor, without hmm. hearing protection. Um, in a place wow. with no soundproofing. But it's not like in the movies where it's like pew. No, no. <laughs> it is possible to get that quiet with really certain guns and certain suppressors. So it's going to be typically like a twenty-two. How common is that though? Who actually has that? Uh, I know of people who do, mm. but it's certainly not everybody. And it's it's more of a novelty thing. Yeah. To say you can get that quiet. No one's buying that to be like I don't want anyone to know that I fired my gun. People that from what I've heard, we're a poet guy on YouTube. He says that he. Doesn't like having a silencer because he wants to know, uh, he wants his neighbors to know that he fired his gun, had a reason to fire his gun in home, like if you're using it right. at home. Um, Shit's going down. That, that is some people's prerogative. Yeah. Myself. Um, I don't know about you. I don't know if you have tinnitus or not. Mm, have, no, not yet. Have, Occasionally, but. I have a very light case. Oof. It is not fun. No. For the love of God, protect your hearing. I know, I know. Um, Can't fix that. Well, I don't well, think. The easiest thing you can do. To circumvent any permanent damage, it's just good, good set of hearing protection. Yep. So like these, these. Mm -hmm. which apparently the gun range you can still use your just your like my glasses. I don't have to have anything on over above it. Although I'd want to because these are expensive. So right. And so, I realized or uh, learned in the uh, Intro to Handgun Safety, which was uh, super worth it, Shady Oaks Gun Range, shout out, not being sponsored, I freaking love him. Uh, Jeff, I guess is the, I think it's his name, did the class. Um, where was he, where was I going with that? Oh, reason why a lot of people, I don't know if this is the reason, but it's a reason to wear a hat, I guess. 
the shells that come down to your face at least will hit your hat. Have you heard of that? That, that is an added, added yeah. benefit of wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, Not that you have to, obviously, you, yeah, but you, I heard you, that and I was like, oh, that makes sense. It's, it's good to protect yourself from that scenario, but it's also good to train in how you mm, normally exactly. dress. Exactly, yes. Um, if you wear a dress, shoot in that because mm, good point. you need to know how that certain attire works when shooting a gun. Yeah, um, true. Or however you dress, just go, dress normal, go to the range, see how it works out. If you want to make adjustments, feel free. Yeah. So what would you say about the whole eye thing? Howdy doody. Enjoying the show? Join the Rational Revolution and unlock extra censored, top secret content that big tech finds to be too truthful. Head over to subscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens and choose a tier. Or donate directly through PayPal. Type in paypal.me forward slash LP foster kittens to donate directly with PayPal. Your donations help me to bring you the truths of the world each and every week. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now, on to the show. Because uh, our friend said, have both eyes open, and we're like kind of starting. I mean, we've shot guns before, but um, but then we did the handgun class, and he's recommended, you know, graduating to when you're shooting, you know, practicing with a gun. You basically start out having, you know, your dominant eye uh, open and your non-dominant eye closed. Uh, for you know, He recommended going for a couple of years doing that, and then when you get really comfortable, start shooting with both eyes open. What do you think? I've heard all sorts of <sighs> opinions about that. I mean, that, that one, I will say, well, well, that's the whole class. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Never mind. It's all good. Um, basically, when it comes to training, personally, I'm for both eyes open as soon as possible. Yeah. Because that will treat you uh, teach you to maintain more awareness when shooting yeah. because when you close one eye you lose 50% of your visual yeah. uh, information mm-hmm. um, you know in that area that that's a huge area to not know what's going on mm-hmm. over there yeah. there could be someone being unsafe mm-hmm. there could be a threat there could be a child Yeah, it's important to stay aware as much as possible um, yeah. Now, if if it's a matter of being cross dominant, uh, cross dominant. Yep. Where you're. I am. It's a little bit of a struggle. Is it when you're with, but, you have both eyes open or what? With uh, well, particularly when it gets to rifles, handguns, hmm. handguns is going to be a little, little bit easier hmm. because oh, you, the whole yeah. yeah. Because you could either just shift the gun or you could just mm-hmm. tilt your head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Rifles, um, it could be a little more challenging because you're you would have to probably force yourself. Um, have you ever held a rifle? Yeah. Define what's a rifle. Like an AR-15. Yeah. So when you look through the site, did you have did you have any trouble at all looking through the site? I don't know if I was paying attention to that. I mean, define trouble. Like, what would be a trouble about it? Like having trouble focusing at the front sight through the rear sight. I don't even. I think so. I mean, I, I mean, don't know. I that can... was like three hours into our gun range time, though. So. Gotcha. Well, anyway. Um, when it comes to being cross-dominant, there's certain things you could train yourself to be better about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. The important thing is hit what you're aiming at. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the important thing. Yeah. And there's there's better people out there for training information. Um, I, I used to do a little bit of training in, in Houston, but nothing where I was actually like an actual trainer. 
Hmm. Yeah, I highly, highly recommend it. Even if you've been to the range for, I don't know, I'm going to have to assume, you know, a while. I think it's just so useful to have someone. Well, first of all, it's always useful to have someone go over the uh, rules and how to handle it and whatnot. But then mm -hmm. you get to hear this person's who the, you know, the instructor's maybe his background. And I don't know. I just found it so useful. He was like an ex-military guy and it was just, yeah. it was awesome. It really depends on who instructs you. Oh, for sure. Because... Absolutely. Yeah, that goes for any teacher in life. Yeah. I was, uh, I was taking my friend shooting for the first time. Mm -hmm. And since it was her first time shooting, the instructor had, or they had their instructor teach her, whereas I could not. Mm -hmm. um, he did his job. He got her hitting the target. But there is, there's a lot of things that I would have done differently. Like there was a lot of unnecessary information. Mm. Just like yeah, in that in that type of setting, I just want to break things down to the simplest. The stuff that you components. need to know. Don't yes. say stuff that you don't need to know. It just it gets exactly. muddied up, and you're like, was yeah. that the thing that? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Just break it down as simple as you can. If you can break it down to the point where a kid can understand it, that's mm. when you, that's when you know you fully comprehend the subject and able to teach. Yeah, good point. All right, this is a that's a too big a question. I was gonna say what type what types of guns are there or categories for guns? Either that or you know the next question is what's a machine gun? What's an automatic rifle? What's a semi-automatic rifle? And go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so broad category. Um, a machine gun. Most most people don't know this. You can't own machine guns. Most. People think it's like, oh, they're so abundant and easy to get. That is Did you false. say you can't or can own? You, you can legally okay. own a machine gun, but they are not as abundant as the today's politicians like to make people think. What is a machine gun? What would you classify as a machine gun? A machine gun is a firearm that can fire more than one round per trigger pull. So if you hold down the trigger... If you hold down the trigger, yeah. the gun will continue to fire okay, until, okay. until you let go. Like, What is the most common type of machine gun then? Or popular. So, like, if you're going to the range, the most popular one is probably going to be like an M16 variant or a full auto Air 15. Mm. Um, which most people in the gun community say the Air 15 is the civilian and semi auto version of the M16. Mm. Um, but if a store has a certain license to make machine guns, they, they can't sell those guns, but they can use it for their purposes. Mm. So, they can convert, say, standard Air 15s into machine guns. Whereas the average citizen cannot. Yeah. Who can do that? A gun shop or something? Which is it? A, a gun store or okay. manufacturer with the correct license. And they, so is that like a benefit of working there? Only they can do that for their own funsies? For, for their own purposes, such as a range. Okay. Or they could do it to sell to uh, military law enforcement agencies. Oh, wow. Interesting. Hmm. Fascinating. And that was a what kind of gun? Machine guns. Machine gun. So, so yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, so... <laughs> Just, it's like just, your magical bag. Know, Yay! Right? Right. <laughs> Stuff just keeps coming out. Yay. So, <laughs> case in point, since we're talking about them. Yeah, of course. Let me this over here. Stay. All right. right. What the? <laughs> so, I don't know if we can get this fully in. I know. <laughs> So for all intents and purposes, let's just say this is a standard AR-15. This is a semi-automatic rifle. Semi-auto means one one bullet per trigger pull. Okay. 
again, full auto is more than one round per trigger mm -hmm. pull. So if you say had like a gun that did like three rounds per trigger pull hmm. or... What are those called? Uh, that's called burst fire. Oh. Because you're doing a burst of uh -huh. whatever determinate amount of ammunition is fired. What kind of gun does that? Um, certain variants of like the M16 and the like MP5 series. Like you can buy them like that or those are modified? Uh, you can buy them like that. But keep in mind, as far as buying machine guns, hmm. like I said, it's not easy. They are considerably expensive because... How expensive? Oh. 20 grand? Uh, yeah. 10. Really? What? You, you will probably not find a machine gun under, say, 5 grand. Okay. Because a lot of people, a lot of politicians like to say, like, oh, we need to ban assault rifles. Yeah. It's not an assault rifle that they're trying to ban. They're trying to ban Air 15s. Hmm. Because an assault rifle, a machine gun, there was already a ban put into effect in 1986. Hmm. So if you want a machine gun, it has to be made and registered as such before 1986. Wow. So, so therefore, there is a oh. there's a limited amount in the U.S. There's okay. under under 200,000, I want to say. Jeez. So if you say buy an M16, God, nowadays, you probably look between 20 and 30 grand. Um, is that what you just pointed at? I thought you were just pointing at that gun. That's not what that is. No, no, no. Okay. This, this is... Like and that's because that was banned back then? And there's, yes. That's what you're talking about? Okay. Yes. It's not that the material itself is worth that much or that... Right, because the, it's so rare, right? Yeah. It's... They're going after serial numbers because that's mm -hmm. what is legally the firearm. Um, huh. So people more or less get machine guns as investment purposes mm -hmm. because yeah. they're only going up in value. You get better return on investment on machine guns than you do gold. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> because if you look back at, like, say, early 2000s, you can buy M16 for probably a couple grand. Mm. Nowadays, probably, like I say, probably look between 20 and 30 grand. Is that specifically, did that start, is that, has that been going up every year or only yes. because the last three years bullshit or whatever? Uh, it's it's always Both. going, it's always going up, but it's going, it went up more mm -hmm. because of recent, recent events. Yeah. That is fascinating. Uh, who makes the? I'm, I'm there's so many terms flying around. I, I goes in one year, out the other, kind of thing. The one that's super rare. What um, company makes that, or made that back when it was legal? Super. What do you, what do you mean? The, by that? Uh, the the gun that's twenty to thirty grand. Is it one company so, that was making that back then? No, no, no. So that's just any, any company that made a machine gun. Oh. So okay. there's the Uzis, there's mm. the Mac Tens, AK-47s, Air-15s, and there's a slew of others, um, mm. especially when you get into like the World War II stuff, mm. the older stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of machine guns out there, um, not necessarily made by one company. So again, a machine gun acts how when you pull the trigger? What does it do when you pull, you pull the trigger? It will continue to shoot as, okay. long as, as long as you hold the trigger. Okay. But, so then what's an automatic rifle? <laughs> that would be a machine gun. Oh, really? Okay. And what is a semi-automatic rifle? I think I know the answer, but go ahead. So semi-auto is one round fired per trigger pull. So, yeah, so when you pull one, yeah. Uh, verifying that it's empty. So a machine gun would have three positions. So you have safe, semi, third position would be full auto or burst. Um, this one, so fire. Yeah. I can hold this as long as I want. It's not going to fire again. Right, Until yeah. I let go, let the trigger mm -hmm. reset, and then fire again. Gotcha. And that's semi-automatic, that, the way that acts, which is most guns? 
Most like guns. That? Yes. Yeah. I guess the guns that aren't like that are the revolvers, or that's aren't those semi-automatic? Or you have to. So there's revolvers. Well, um, you have to pull that back, which is different from, you know, my. Uh, my God, I'm like brain farting like crazy. One so in that box right there. I have the to. Clock. I have to cycle this back because physically when, yourself pull that back. Only yeah. only when loading. When I oh. do, when I do what's called a dry fire, meaning right, acting like you're firing the gun when there's no ammunition. Yeah. Um, on firearms like this and like this, I have to manually cycle the gun in order to reset the action. The re the action being so. Yeah, yeah. Fire, and they have to wait to reset. Fire yeah. again. And then until I rack it, it will not fire. Yeah, but the only gun that you have to like fire and then reset physically yourself is a revolver like that. The, in that aspect, that'd be like a single action revolver. Oh, which, okay, so that's a different name. There you go. Single action. Okay. So. Oh, look at that! Oh my God. <laughs> this one's a little janky. It's just a cheap revolver. So, single action. Meaning you have to manually cycle the gun in order to mm -hmm. fire. Just like that. Whereas a semi-auto gun, you load the magazine, rack it, chamber the round, and continue to fire semi-automatically until the magazine is empty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it stays like that. In which the gun is will lock back as such. How do you know when that one's empty? It just starts clicking? Or either is you, the movies? <laughs> either you count the round or um, you'll notice that it won't fire. Yeah. But there's no, like, it's something stays back, like the most, I Correct. guess. Correct. Okay. So this one being single action, you would have to load each round individually. You'd shoot until you shoot six, or until you hear a click. Then you would open up the loading gate and manually eject the rounds, and then reload. Is that where you, uh, that's what our instructor was talking about, that some guy had a revolver. That's a revolver, right? Yes. So what's the a pistol, then? That? This, yes. So the, is a pistol and a handgun the same thing? A handgun is like a classification of firearms. So like all German Shepherds are dogs, but not all dogs are German Shepherds. <laughs> yeah, okay. That type of, okay. That type of <laughs> lingo. Um, so both of these are handguns. This is a pistol. This is a revolver. Okay. Both both of which are subsets of the handgun category. And the revolver, that's what the uh, instructor was talking about. Some guy had a revolver and he was like... Pulling out the casings, or mm -hmm. does the casing stay in there when you? Yes. Okay, it doesn't fly out like that would. Correct. Correct. But you said that some guy was pulling it out, like with his hands, and he's like, you know, there's a. Is that what you just did at the end to push him out? There's a thing to. So there's a different type of revolver. This is a single action revolver. Yeah. There's a separate type in which the cylinder is removed. Oh. Like it, it will swing out about yay far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Then there's a little rod, much, yeah. much like much like this one. Is that not what that is? What is that then? That rod so thing. So this is an ejector rod. It's the same thing as what that, that guy was talking about. Oh, okay. But on the that type of revolver, um, the, a double action uh, double action single action revolver, in which the cylinder comes out, press a rod once, and it will mm. eject all si all oh. all the cartridges wow. instead of one at a time. So that one doesn't pop out. No. Oh. No. I didn't, know, one, I didn't know that they didn't pop out. It's an older style. So you just have to spin it then to load yes. it? So you would... Well, sorry, this thing likes to close really easily. Mm. So you would load. Oh, okay. Load, gotcha. And then when done shooting, you would eject each one. Gotcha. Um, is that like a 
older, newer concept where it doesn't pop out? It's older. So you had this style, or you had the like muskets, single shots, then you had... Uh, I'm waiting for you to pull a musket out of your back. <laughs> I, I do not own a musket currently. Um, and then revolvers came about, and then uh, double action, single action revolvers, and then modern semi-autos. Wow. Do you have anything else in that bag? Uh, not gun-wise. <laughs> I have some other examples, but... Of? Of just like... Like magazines versus clips. Oh, okay. You can talk about that. Go for it. Okay. So, I mean, aren't you supposed to not call it a clip? No, wait. You're not supposed to call it a... So there is such a thing as a, as a clip. Don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to add to the computer. <laughs> it's okay. Um, there's... The gun industry is, is huge. Yeah. I, I know a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that I don't know. I'm sure. Um... I know when I say a little bit, I still know more than probably the average Joe. Yeah, I think so. That's why I have you uh, here talking about this. But yeah, it's definitely it's it's a huge, huge uh, industry. For real. Um, so as far as clips versus magazines, did you build up this yourself? Sorry, I'm like staring at it. Yes. Basically. So this is something I built myself. This is. Uh, is that your prize and pride and joy? It's one of them. Yes. <laughs> That's got to feel so good that it's like, oh, it's so sad. This is my gun. Like, I mean, what are the odds that someone else has that same setup kind of a thing? Ooh, this is a very specific setup. Um, God, I can't even. That's, I mean, gun world, like you were saying, is so massive where it's like we have friends helping us out, and I'm like, what? Just everything they say. I'm like, what the, what? Yeah, it's talking about building an AR 15 because he's building one. It's a lot lot like cars where you can get a certain chassis, certain Mm -hmm. body style, you can get a certain engine, transmission. This is not a standard AR. This is something I built uh, very purposefully. Mm. Um, Like this handguard is designed to go around a certain uh, piece, the gas uh, gas block. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm getting into it. No, go for it. Are you kidding me? But this I is, mean, I know I said act like the people listening don't have any idea what's going on, but you can definitely talk it up. Like people that are watching right. do know what you're saying. Right. Um, so, like, this is a discontinued handguard. Hmm. There's one guy in like Minnesota that had this handguard on his gun, and I almost got to the point where I was begging for him to take it off and send it to me, um, just because it was it was going for this particular build that I wanted to do. Hmm. Um, you said that this thing is rare. This piece, yes. This. Why? Why is that? Um, it's dis. It's discontinued by Daniel Defense. Hmm. Um, Why? It just wasn't. I don't know if it was just wasn't popular enough. Hmm. Um, it looks cool. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, What's the purpose of it again? You said it's a handguard when it gets yes. hot. Uh, so this is. If you look under here, this all. It's called pick rail. Or Picatinny rail. This? Yes. Huh. All those it's, little lines? Yes. So basically, it's just an attachment interface for accessories. So, like, this. Oh, this, right, right, right. This weapon light is attached through the right. Picatinny rail. Right. Yep. That's that sole purpose of those lines? Yes, for atta- okay. attaching certain things. And it looks cool. And it looks cool. <laughs> um, but the thing with Daniel Defense is their rigidity. These, hmm. they, they make incredibly strong products. Nice. So, That's I, wanted, I wanted a tool that could take a beating mm-hmm. to a heavy degree. And yeah. I could basically throw this outside. I need that. <laughs> and and not worry Yeah. Worry about it, you know? Um, would you need to worry about it, though? Do guns go off if you would drop one? That's the question I had in there. 
there's a mechanical chance yeah. of a part failing, yes. Yeah, of course. But guns are not designed to fire without someone pulling the trigger. Right, exactly. Yep. Um, shit, what was I talking about? Oh, you're talking about clips and magazines. Okay. Difference, I think. so clips and magazines. A lot of people like to call this a clip. This is incorrect. This is a magazine. Yeah, even I know that, at least. This. So that's an actual clip? This is an actual clip. Uh, wow, what is that? How does that even go? Does it get fed into the bottom of something? I'm guessing. I will show you. Can I touch it? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to my magical bag of, bag, bag of tricks. Can you pull it? Can I pull it out? Or is that going to ruin it? So what you want to do... Oh, you slide it out? Yes. Slide? Yeah, let me see. So there's this little brass tab right here that you want to fold over, basically. And then the round is free. Huh, cool. So... A clip feeds a magazine. A magazine feeds a gun. Okay. Now, not all clips need this, but this is called a it's called a spoon. <laughs> um, basically, you just take this guy, set that there. Oh, it's one of those like a uh, faster loader things. Yes. And ideally, you do that in one go, and whoops. <laughs> you have a loaded or partially loaded magazine. Huh. So it just makes things a little bit easier on the loading aspect. So the clip is only a thing to help it load? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Okay, it doesn't ever go inside a gun. There's there's one, <laughs> one there's always variations. So if even if a gun uses a strip clip to feed it internally, it has an internal magazine, so mm. it, it gets a little convoluted, especially when yeah. it comes to For sure. starting out. So Whoops, wrong one. So for all intents and purposes, if you go to the gun store and you're looking for a magazine, such as this, mm -hmm. ask for a magazine. If, if uh, you ask for a clip, they'll, they'll know what you're talking about for yeah. the most part. Unless you're one of those few people that are actually looking for said, right. said stripper clips, because I do own quite a few of these. And again, that's literally just to make it easier to load Correct. the magazine. Because okay. as opposed to loading... Each one by hand. Mm -hmm. This one, like like you saw, just line up and just slam. Oh, okay, yeah, because they're so long, it's kind of awkward, I guess. Yeah. So just, oops. All right. All right. Well, this is uh, we probably already answered this one. What's the difference between a handgun and an AR-15? Uh. So handguns designed to fire from either one or two hands. Really? So you can do one hand with that? You, do, you, do you want to practice that at the range? It, what, it's it, it's something you should practice because if you ever come to the, the point where you're injured yeah true especially if you're injured on your dominant side mm, you want mm, to practice that's a really good point you want to practice with offhand shooting oh, sorry um it is an important thing to know yeah is it critical no but i still recommend training for that purpose both hands both hands well you should train dominant hand non-dominant and both mm -hmm. when i worked in in houston i had a drill I had, I had three separate targets one i would do right hand left and then both yeah obviously when you do both you're going to do better yeah of course um that's a good challenge though i mean and it's yeah. good important yeah to practice that it's important to know how your body reacts mm -hmm. and how much sway or, sorry, oh yeah I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if i picked that up but how much sway oh, yeah. how much it, yeah. how much sway you have yeah. Um, but a lot of the problems can be taken out with 
just dry firing at the house. Just what is dry firing again? Dry firing is uh, cycling the action and pulling the trigger on an empty chamber. Yeah. So like there's of like, what you check first. <laughs> yes. Oh God! Check your gun. Um, it just takes two seconds, and you can save yourself a serious headache. How do you check the gun, by the way? I don't know if you went over that. So when you check a gun, um, you just lock back the slide. All I'm doing. How do you lock it back? So I'm pressing up on the slide lock. Mm -hmm. So you have the firearm. Whoops. Oh, sorry. No, I pressed a button on the slide. Okay. So you have the firearm, the magazine release, which releases the magazine. This is to field strip the firearm, take it apart and clean it. You have your slide lock, trigger, obviously. Um, you have your breech. This is where the shell is ejected from. And your sights. Just basic components of the handgun. Mm -hmm. So when you pull the slide, the slide back, you can manually lock back the gun. Let's see if it's covered. Yep. And just pull back all the way. Yep. Lift, lift up on the slide lock. And it will rest. Stays, yeah. And then when you look down the chamber and you don't see anything, then you know the fireman's clear. And I emphasize looking down the chamber because a lot of people just like to <laughs> do that. You see a lot of people do that, hmm. but not visually verify. Well, I have got to look, man. I have had a, a cartridge stuck in the in the chamber mm -hmm. with the back part ripped off, hmm. so you couldn't physically eject around like mm. like that. Mm -hmm. So just visually verify the gun. It just takes a couple seconds. I've heard it's good to check it, uh, pointing it up so it slides out. That's, that's a certain way to do it. Yeah. I mean, you do it that way, you do it that way. Whatever the point. Yeah. Or however you want to. I'm looking twice. Yes. For twice. Always check um, twice. So anyway, anyway, once you verify the firearm is empty, find the safe direction. Like, is there anything important behind this wall? Mm -hmm. mm, no. I think it's no. Just, no. Okay. So should the firearm be un uh, loaded, I fire through that wall, nothing critical is being damaged. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you'll have a hole in the wall and be pissed at me, but nothing. <laughs> no. Well, yes. <laughs> but nothing would be permanently, you know, dead. Um, so you just practice your grip and just slowly pull the trigger, make sure not to move the gun when firing. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people they uh, they balance like a penny or a, really? a round on top on the top. Oh no way! Yep. Well, what? And that's actually. Mm -hmm. Are you able to do that? Yeah, Penny. <laughs> well, if it was a, a like a live round, though, like is that what you mean? For when you're well, firing, for, for, or for, for, for when you're dry firing, to so oh. if, if you're firing and see a lot of people do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're anticipating. That's a good point. And I thought you meant when you're actually firing it. No, is no, that no. possible though? No. No, no, it's not possible. Yeah. Okay. Because as the slide comes slide back, back. Yeah, yeah. But if you're that's smart. If you're just practicing and you're able to balance a penny or a round on the top and like right behind the sight? No, like on top. Oh, on the sight. Oh my god. <laughs> and then just pull the trigger without it falling. That's awesome. That's a really good tip. It's, Love that. It's a good way to to yeah. help stabilize yourself because pulling a trigger is simple, and simple does not mean easy. No. Because when you're firing, you have to realize you're trying to pull a singular muscle. Whereas most people, if you watch them, mm. they'll they'll move other muscles when they pull mm -hmm. this uh, this finger, acting mm -hmm. like they're pulling a trigger. But to just be steady and just pull the single muscle, mm -hmm. huh. it's it's harder than it sounds. Oh yeah, it really is, especially it, it, under the pressure. And for me, at least personally, going to the gun range, I, I'm like, 
you know, anxious or just like excited, um, mm-hmm. nervous. Uh, and then I hear other shots go off and I, I I'm yeah. like, when am I, when am I going to get over the thing? Like, Oh, and that's where going to like, practice. Uh, yeah. That's where it's going to practice, going to other ranges, especially if the loud noises get you. I've had a lot of customers that were bothered by the noise. Misophonia. Do you know it's a thing? People are like, it's called misophonia where they're, I don't know what the actual definition is, but they're really sensitive to noises like, reacting. Maybe it's, hmm. I don't know what it's from, but yeah, probably trauma, childhood, who knows? Probably. But either way, from a trainer aspect, it's mm-hmm. good to get a person like that with a quieter gun, such mm-hmm. as a twenty-two, which they're still loud. That's quieter than... 22s, yes. They're, they're not as concussive. Like, they're still loud, but they're not as concussive as, say, like a 9mm or especially like a, a shorter 5.6. Why is that? Why is it quieter? It's just a small, smaller round. Oh, okay. And you can, you can get specific loads to be mm. slower. Mm-hmm. To yeah, be, our neighbor had that, the, I forgot what it's called. So, the uh, subsonic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, the suppressor, he was like mm-hmm. a kid in a candy store. He was like, whoo! Yes, you, <laughs> you can get some awesome ammunition that's going to be a lot quieter if it's designed to be suppressed. Which, um, by the way, suppressors aren't as easy. I mean, you don't just buy it and then pick it up the same day. At least with his ordeal, the, the range, I think he bought it through the, I don't know how it works, but they were holding on to a suppressor for months, like almost a year, and he yep. finally got it, which is a happy day. Yes, getting a suppressor is always a happy day. Um, so much as like machine guns, like like how the same politicians think, like, oh, you can yeah, buy machine exactly. guns right off the shelf. You can't. Mm-hmm. Um, in video games. In video games, yes. Um, but suppressors, machine guns, destructive devices, or short, short barrel firearms, such as a short barrel rifle or shotgun, um, none of those can be purchased just directly over the shelf. They all involve a wait time mm-hmm. and paying. On top of background check? Yeah, yes. So you have an extensive background check done by the ATF and the FBI. What's ATF? The uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Okay. Um, they're the they're the people who give us the most headache in the gun industry. Mm. Um, Is that government, federal stuff? Is that why? Yeah. Hmm. Have they always been like that? Uh. Pretty much. Or does it depend on like who's president? Are you are you talking about are they always a headache or are, are they always a headache? <laughs> yes, they're they're always a headache. Hmm. Um, but as far as the the tax stamps, so like when when you get a suppressor such as this, verify so, empty. So getting a suppressor such as this, um, you have to go to the store, um, either a local gun store or you can you can purchase one online. And have it shipped to a local gun store, mm-hmm. in which it will reside there until you get your tax stamp. Tax stamp. Tax stamp. Huh. Like postage stamp. Yeah. Because that's essentially what it is. You get a letter back from the government mm. stating that you have permission to own this particular firearm. Interesting. And this, believe it or not, is a firearm. Just that a suppressor. Yeah, the suppressor. Yes. They call it a firearm. I know. Yes. Only would you say ATF does that though? Only they call it that. Yes. You flinched, yay. Well, it's not just me. <laughs> um, well, it was, it was getting a little stuck. I don't know why. Okay. Um, yeah. So this it's was weird. essentially a muffler, an accessory, <laughs> is deemed a firearm by the weird. ATF. Why? Uh, I don't know. To Be annoying? Be annoying. Um, there's some history behind it, but I forget. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so. Why? How can you forget? That's why you're here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
It'd be a um, whole plethora of gun history and knowledge. Yes. It's easy to forget something. Oh, man. There, there's a guy I worked with. Phenomenal gunsmith. He forgets more overnight than I will know my entire life. Wow. <laughs> He's a wizard. Awesome. Um, so anyway, so go to the store. You have to get fingerprinted. You have to get your photo wow. taken. Just um, to get a suppressor? Yes. But you don't have to do that when you buy a gun. No. Wow. Not, not a standard gun. So not like a machine gun. But what other gun? So then is there a gun that you can purchase that you have to get fingerprinted? And what did you say? Your photo so taken? machine guns, short barrel items. So a short barrel, say a short barrel rifle is a... Is that rifle. a short barrel rifle? No, this is... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know because they call a... Uh, God, I keep saying This is AR, weird an names. AR pistol. I know, it's so confusing. I'm like, what? Because of the size of the something. Yes. Yeah, I, f- I feel really bad for anyone that's... Whoops, sorry. It's all good. Technical cord. Um, that's okay. I feel bad for anyone that's trying to get into mm. guns because it's a lot of... Yeah, you agree. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of legal <laughs> BS. Mm. Um, so, like, yeah, under legal... Classi- even in Texas? Even in Texas. It's, it's a statewide thing. Yeah. Um, so, under legal classification, this is a handgun. Why? Because is it, so that's a handgun. Are these all handguns then? Everything on the table? Technically, according to the ATF, yes. Can you do... Why? So, this is not a stock. It's not a stock? This is not a stock. This is a pistol stabilizing brace. Um, Who says that? You were saying that or ATF? The ATF. They, they, they have defined this as a pistol t- t- uh, stabilizing brace. Because it's designed... <clears throat> Wait. Oh, is this the one? I think I know what this is. The arm? The arm brace, yes. So cool. Is that what their ATF really doesn't like? Among other things, yes. (laughs) This is what they're currently trying to ban right now. Why? Is there any, like, evidence or anything? There is no evidence to state that this is any more dangerous than this. And what is that again? What is that? So this is, again, this is the... Pistol stabilizing brace. Can you show us how that works? The way it was designed, particularly for like veterans who and Mm -hmm. amputees, you know, people who've lost arms, to make it easier to shoot um, firearms such as these, to put your hand through here. It's amazing. That is so cool. And then Velcro it off to to offer more stability. That is that is the way it was supposed to be used. But it also works for those who are not disabled. Mm-hmm. Help stabilize. Help stabilize against the shoulder once I get this in stock. Interesting. Aren't you sh- so? Aren't you shooting from a different angle then? If you have it here versus somewhere? yes, that is completely correct. You cannot accurately fire a firearm like that on your like is, in your forearm. Yes, because how are you doing that? Like, how do you even hold that? Um, if you're I would I'll probably use like a, a laser pointer mm. at that point. I mean, where are you holding it when you're firing it when it's there? Um. Basically. Like Rambo? Did Rambo have a... What kind of weapon did he have? Oh, God. He had a lot of guns. The most popular one, I think it was... Uh, I think it was an M60. Okay. I want to say. But, but either way. Um, yes, if you try to fire a gun like this, mm-hmm. it's not easy. It's not ergonomically correct. Yeah. You can't really aim down the sights no. comfortably. Okay, it's, that makes sense. Yeah. It's a load of BS. So you're also able to do it against the shoulder, which this is how you correctly hold an AR-15. Well, it's it's a way a lot of people there's a lot of people debate I'm sure or like to debate specifics as far yeah. as how to hold the gun and such. Doesn't it, I mean, it depends on what setup you have. It, it depends on your setup. Depends on you what you like 
what you find comfortable. But this, what is that part of the gun called? The bottom part? So this, if, if this was a stock, this would be called the butt okay. of, the, of the rifle. Okay. If this was a stock. I meant to bring an actual stock. But oh, I it's okay. So the butt, uh, of, the butt of that gun, does it always sit on a certain spot um, when you're firing it? When, when, I, when I'm firing, yes. It, this is where it belongs. So is that on the collarbone? It's right where your shoulder rounds into your coll collarbone. Hmm. Okay. So like where your arm hinges? Yes. Or sort of? Yeah. Okay. That's where that sits. And cheek comes down. A lot, a lot of people like to say nose to charging handle. That's the way I shoot. A lot of people what? Say nose to charging handle. What does that mean? What do you mean? Put your nose to the charging handle. Like, like as far as, as far as shooting. On like, it or next? Is that what you're like saying? Like next to it. Like my nose is almost. Oh, okay. In contact. Huh. Now. Interesting. That's just what I find comfortable. Yeah. A lot of people who have a. Looks mighty snug. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people who have a longer wingspan, they'll have to ex mm -hmm. say, extend yep. this, and go like that. Interesting. It's whatever you find comfortable. Yeah. Or depending on who you listen to. When I was firing it, uh, my muff would like slide off my ear. Am I so doing yes. something terribly wrong there? Um, I would have to see you shoot to give you an accurate yeah. answer on that. Um, video of it. But also changing up your hearing protection might work. True. So like, if you pass me mine. Sorry. Like something to less bulky or something? Or? Yes. So the traditional style of hearing protection is a lot wider than this. It's about... Wider? So, wider. It's about... Yay, wider. Oh, okay. Like, they're pretty bulky. You mean thicker from, like, just from here on out? Like yes. That? Okay. Yeah, they're just white. Let's see if we can get on the camera. They're just wider this way. Okay, yeah. Um, this particular set, I really like because they're slim. Mm hmm And that way... What is that stick thing sticking out? So this is... Actually, I'm experimenting with this guy. Oh, is it a mic? No, what yeah, is it? Yeah, it's a Bluetooth mic. Oh, okay. So I have an aux port right here, so I could do like a aux cord, link it to my phone. I wanted a wireless option, so mm -hmm. I just got a Bluetooth mic. Do you mean you're going to be on your phone while you're shooting or something? Yeah, you can be on your phone. You could do music. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm trying to get into is radios, which... Radios? Radios. I'm like literal radio, or is that a brand name? No, like a, oh. a radio. This is something I recently got. I'm still trying to figure it out. What is, is this for? Go ahead, sorry. So you can communicate to other people. Like, is that like a uh, really uh, upscale walkie-talkie? Is this like a yes. ham radio or something? Yes. It, okay. it's, it's a mobile unit ham radio. And um, like, what is the distance? Is that even a distance thing? Or could someone statewide? Like, what is, how does it work? So that's part <laughs> of what I'm trying to get into. Um, huh. This is something I'm completely novice at. I can't even get a, a, a signal out of this thing. It's hmm. been pissing me off. Must um, be new then. It's very new. Yeah. Well, new, new to me. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I'm new to radios. I'm sure, it's um, a whole different world too. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Is this for end of the world shit? Shit's going down. Uh. So like, when did you move here? Uh, like a little bit over a month ago. Okay. So you weren't here during during the freeze. No. 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 That was. <gasps> sorry. Got to so, come on. Yep. It's on. So that's that's my radio. That's one thing I'm trying to get involved with. Mm -hmm. um, so, with this being Wait, what about the freeze? He says about the freeze. So, yes. the uh, There's a huge ice storm and winter storm that encompassed the, every single county of Texas. Yeah, which is uncommon. It's, it's like the first time in history. Rare. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. To, to my knowledge, it's the first time in recorded history that every single county had a freeze warning. Wow, Or okay. a winter warning. Yeah. Um, 
So there were a lot of people that were left without power. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, mm-hmm. I was only without power. Me and my girlfriend, we were without power for like four days. Still. But still, we were in a third-story apartment. Mm. Texas architect- architecture is designed to keep cold in. Yeah. Yes. I know. I was like, I was just thinking that, like, God, how cold was that? Yeah. Our apartment, by the time, oh God. By the, time the electricity came back, back on... Our apartment had been at 40 degrees for about four days and three nights. Oh, my gosh. I feel like most people aren't equipped for a freeze in Texas, you know? Exactly. And that was, that was one of the biggest problems Yeah, is the amount, amount of people that were just not prepared. Yeah. Like, when we lost uh, electricity, we had an electric stove, mm-hmm. so we couldn't heat anything. Yeah. That sucked. Yeah. Um, I, I've been very fortunate during the freeze. I had mm-hmm. a friend who loaned me their... Their gas grill. Okay, that's good. Um, but still, like venturing out on icy roads, especially here in Texas, where there's no countermeasures like salt. Oh yeah. Um, Not or, prepared for it at all. Or snow plows. Yeah. It was wow. so bizarre because if I had been in a northern state like Illinois or Michigan, I would have been completely fine. Was this during the scandemic thing? This was or before last last February. I want to say. Oh, so like right before it kind of went, I don't know, and, and it kind of went down in March, I guess, in California. I feel was, like it was different for, for different states. It was. Here, in terms I'll, of the I'll shit give me, show. Give me an exact Programming date. people. Yeah, it's been really interesting. That's bananas. <laughs> um, wow. Well, that's, I mean, it's. I think it's good that it happened, because I think a lot of people are now prepared for it if it happens again. Yeah. Um, Which is why propane tanks, I think, are, are useful for when stuff like that happens. Yes, if you have access to propane tanks and gas grills, things like that, that yeah. makes things a lot easier. It was February 15th. Okay. Um, day after Valentine's was, Day? Yes, yes, exactly. It was day after <laughs> Valentine's Day because I had made a wonderful meal for oh. me and my girlfriend. Oh, no. Um, Did the fridge work? Or everything went out? Or The day after Valentine's Day, everything went out. Oh, my God. So, yeah. luckily, it kept mm-hmm. for a couple of days, so we were <laughs> able to snack on that for a bit. Nice. Um it was kind of funny. We were in Target when the power went out. Oh, wow. Uh, that was interesting because I had one guy next to me. He's like, oh, I guess this shit's all free now. Oh, God. I know. Like, I was uh, just thinking that. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, God. Is, are people actually about to start looting? Thankfully, mm-hmm. HB had a similar incident, and the manager came out and said, everything's free. What? If, if, if you have a basket full of food, it's free. Take it and go. Oh, wow. It, Probably just only going to be in the store. I don't know. Um, but... That was incredibly amazing on their part. But anyway, yeah. so if you were Excuse stuck, me. if you were stuck in that situation, no cell phone, no internet, yeah. how the hell do you get help? And I was left there thinking, it's like, if we needed help, how, how would exactly. I get to there? So radios. Mm-hmm. Radios are an example of contingencies that will continue if there's no power. Exactly. Yeah. It's good so, to have that. It's something I've been wanting to get into, and that was just kind of like my final nudge. Mm-hmm. Um, Next up is a canned food supply. I want to do that. Uh, so how often do you clean a gun? Uh, depends on your personal philosophy, I guess. Um, I was go- going into it, I cleaned it after every single range session. Oh, okay. Especially if you're borrowing someone else's gun, it's just common courtesy to return it clean. So if you're at the gun range and you're renting a gun, do you have to clean it? No, I mean like from a friend. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Is that allowed? Um, yeah. Sweet. Um, but as far as cleaning, I usually go, I won't, I won't clean a gun if it has under like 500 rounds through it. Hmm. 
So what is that like? Two range session? Two? I don't know. It depends on that. depends on range session. You yeah, can I'm like, do, is that? You can do five hundred rounds really really quickly, or if you're doing more like isolated training, you could really stretch it out to a couple sessions. Hmm. Gotcha. All right, let's see what we have here. I don't think I. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't finish the sentence, but what does the gun community feel about? I don't like saying this. I was gonna say losing our freedoms, but what does the gun community feel in the sense of, I guess, the past, whatever, three years, one year, like in general? I mean, obviously, I'm sure there's more people buying guns, and mm -hmm. is there like just annoyance about it, or I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Not that we were, not that we're, I mean, we are people complying and whatnot and not, you know, civil disobedience, but. I wouldn't say we're losing any rights currently. I yeah. would say that there's current powers that, or people at power that are trying. Yeah. Um, like the guy that's trying to run for the mayor or governor of Texas saying gladly oh, he'll take all your guns. God. I'm like, do you really think that's what was going to help you win in Texas? Like, I don't understand what this guy's thinking at all. Uh, I'm like, Texas of all places, really. I know, I know. Did, did come and take it? Was that phrase founded? Like, what's is that a so that that's founded with the Alamo? Okay, I don't even know the whole history. <laughs> you don't have to get into it. It's so when the Mexican army came to the Alamo, I, I didn't go to Texas. I uh, Texas public education. I'm not well versed in Texas oh, it's history, all good. but the way it was explained to me, um, Mexican army came to Alamo, where we had some. Uh, soldiers there and just regular regular people um, came to confiscate their firearms and cannons and such. And the whole come and take it thing was from them raising a flag with the Texas Star, a cannon. Oh, that was the actual flag they. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, I love it. Um, and <laughs> I'm not sure if it said come and take it on it, but that right. was the that was, that, that was the message. Meaning. Come and try me, like, because if you're gonna try to come and take it, we're gonna use our weapons, obviously. Yeah. Like, so, obviously, they they fought, and sadly, they they lost, but they didn't go down without a fight. Who lost? The people in Alamo. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's very well. there's a lot of history there. Mm -hmm. um, there's more. There's better sources for that information than me. It's okay. Um, you know more than <laughs> I do, so congrats on that. But yeah, interesting stuff. If yeah, if anyone's interested sure. in it, they should, they should go look it up. And there's another come and take it phrase from the way back before For, that. So, theoretically, yes, King Leonidas of the Spartan army, the 300 movie, mm. um, when the Persian king came to, came to them for them to surrender and lay down their spears. I'm going, I'm going to butcher it, but it's I, okay. I believe the term was Mola Lave. Yeah, yeah. Which is Greek. For the equivalent of come and take it. Gotcha. Yeah. Hilarious. I think it's great. Love it. Um, is, is so, is don't tread on me is kind of the same, no, not the same, but it's more like don't mess with me and I won't, won't mess with you. Exactly. Yeah. I don't have to, you don't have to recite that history. Um, although no one really knows the, well, I'm not saying no one, but it's less common the, an appeal to heaven. And I'm like, an appeal to heaven.org because I'm terrible at it too. I know it was. Washington created it and flew it. It's basically about protecting liberty and more of a like God approach with uh just go to the website. <laughs> it's fascinating that whole history of that flag on our front of our home. We probably didn't see it. It's got the 
cedar or the pine tree. I can just pull it up and read it if you want, but I love it. Um, I did that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so what's the deal with traveling out of state? I think you probably already covered that a little bit. Traveling out of state so uh, as, with a firearm. As far as traveling out of state, if you're driving, so say you're driving through multiple states, whatever states you're traveling through, you want to make sure you're abiding by those laws because if you get pulled over and you're not, um, if you're not following those laws, I mean, you, you would be unknowingly breaking the law. And hmm. ignorance of the law is not protection of, from the law. No, of course not. So yep. whatever states you're traveling through, make sure you're following those laws. Mm -hmm. If you're flying, it is possible to fly with your guns. I've, I've done it. Mm -hmm. um, so you got to make sure whatever state you're flying to is yeah. friendly to the laws of which you'll be taking. Same with flying with cannabis, but I, not that I would know that. I know that you can do it. Pack it in your carry, not your carry-on, but your suitcase. It's easier to travel. It's like California to New York and New York to California. One of them is like absolutely not. The other way is like totally fine. I know within California, whatever, that's a different subject as well. Um, can you only fly if you have a license to carry? No. Really? Mm -hmm. it, just if you own a gun, you can fly? Really? Yeah, so wow, where you go to... shocking. I didn't know that. Where you go to check in your luggage. Yeah, yeah. Um, just go there and declare it. Basically saying, right. here I have a gun. They'll give you a piece of paper. You'll fill it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, they'll... It's, it's like a little sticker. They'll slap it on the case. Uh -huh. You have to make sure it's a hard case mm. and that you have locks on it. And yeah. that it's, you got to be careful of which box you get because some like factory boxes, they have locking points, mm. but they're easy to break open. So cool. you, you want something like yeah. a... Yeah, because they're plastic cases. Is right. that why? Okay. Um, sometimes, mm. sometimes like the hinges are really, mm. really weak. They're easy to snap. Yeah. Um, so if you get something not to act like a sponsor or anything, but Pelican makes a good one. Oh, Pelican's great, dude. I yeah, love they make, them. They make They're some phenomenal. Good stuff. That uh, stuff will not move, whatever you're transporting. Exactly. So those are good stuff to ship with. They do make it a little bit obvious of that you're carrying a gun, though. Really? Um, with the Pelican case? What if you have a really oversized Pelican case where you would never guess? I don't know. I don't know. I mean... Oh, because it's specifically a, a gun-carrying Pelican like, case? Like, if you get, like, a rifle case, it would be kind of obvious. Hmm. But yeah. if I'm carrying a, if I'm carrying a handgun like like this guy, what if it's just jewelry or some an heirloom? <laughs> Could uh, have unless a... the Pelican cases are different for guns specifically, because I know the Pelican case we have is goes for costumes at the time, but they just give you foam that you unpack it and make it however you want. Are they all like that? Mm, or they it, make it, it depends on which ones. Like they, yeah. they have like the pluck and pull. Yeah, where, that's what I'm talking about. Where you can do that, where you can get something like laser cut to that exact dimension. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I'll when I fly with my gun, I most guns come with a cable lock, so you just drop it. Oh through, yes, yes, yes. Through the the breech and the magwell. Mm -hmm. um, at that point, you lock it. I'll slowly rest it on that cable, put it in the box, lock the box, and put that in my suitcase, mm -hmm. and then pr preferably lock my suitcase. So that way, I have three points of security should something happen. That's crazy that you don't have to have like a, a license to carry or some sort of like. Because is the airport federal grounds, like government mm. crap? I mean, as far as like TSA, yeah, I, I think so. I'm not. I'm not sure on as far as that. That's so weird but, to me. Um, like I said, just make sure you're following whatever laws yeah. of where you're going. Yeah. Because if you go there with a, something illegal, that will not be a good time for you. So if you're getting off the plane and they look at the case, then they'll start questioning it? Or if you're using it there? If if you go there 
So say like you're going to some place with a magazine restriction. Okay. Where you can, yeah. we can only have like 10 rounds. Um, if you go there California. With, right. Don't recommend it. <laughs> um, so you go there, go have your fun. If if you if they're not known by the law enforcement there mm. and you have your fun, whatever, when you go check it back, when you go fly back, it's possible for them to Open it? Ask to open it? Well, I mean, they go through an x-ray machine, so... Oh, that's a good point, yes. The TSA will will know what you're carrying. Yeah, Um, okay. So what if you're... Yeah, like you said, if you're ignorant and you don't know, then you're still screwed. And that's what you said. So if you're flying back out of that state, that's when they really check? It's a chance, yes. Oh, God. When are people fall into that trap? Or just... And that's, I guess, a federal offense? Uh, it... It can be, yeah. Hmm. Fun. It's uh-huh. it's a lot of BS. And yeah. I wish it was simpler. It needs yeah. to be simpler. Yeah, it does. For real. But until we all stand together on that one. Whatever that will be. Right. Help preserver. Um, do most states require you own the state driver's license to purchase a firearm? So here in Texas, you can purchase a firearm provided you have, I think it's California that we can't sell to. We can't sell a long gun to, or we can't, we, sorry, we can't sell a handgun to anyone without a state. Okay. Oh, okay. And it will depend on the store's policy. Yeah. But some stores will allow out of state for, for long guns. Some, some stores will not. And long gun is what? A rifle, a rifle or shotgun. So, so you know, when we came in and I didn't have my driver's license, which I have now, mm-hmm. Texas, you could only sell me a long gun, like a, like a hunting rifle? Correct. Like an AR-15 hunting rifle shotgun. Oh, I guess because those are smaller, you can carry them to places and ATF stuff. That's that's just the law. Yeah, it's funny that you're still able to able to get a gun though. I'm like, it's still a gun. Like if they're having restrictions over it, what does it matter? It's still a gun. I mean, I guess I get it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> would you like to cover some mishaps or fuckery that has happened with you? Not with you, but you've seen at the shop with people coming in. I think it's great to give examples because our gun instructor, that class, he, yeah. and they also had video cam uh, footage or, you know, stills, which is just, mm-hmm. he here, I love it because he remembers the exact amount of times someone, he's had a gun pulled on him on accident. Mm-hmm. It was like, he just knows the number because it's like, yeah. I've lost count. Um, <laughs> God, that's scary. Oh, yes. So when it comes to, to new people, if you if you don't know you don't know and yeah. I will I will never turn away a question. There's no such with me. There's no, no such thing as a stupid question. Exactly. How else you learn? But there there's there's a, a point with safety. Yeah. When you compromise my safety, I do not get happy. No, of course not. <laughs> um, I've had a couple incidences where I've had a gentleman in it, with a rifle bag lay it like muzzle in towards me. It's like oh don't worry it's not loaded. And of course, he had a 12 gauge, fully loaded, like one of them in the. He in brought the a gun in fully loaded. Fully loaded, claiming it was unloaded. Oh my God! Are you joking that's, me? That's that's just what part of good gun etiquette is know what yes. condition your firearms in. Oh my Lord. Loaded or unloaded. So wow. And keep in mind, this was at crotch level, <laughs> so he had a 12 gauge pointed there. Is um, 12 gauge gauge is the size of the. Bullet, the... It's the the shotgun, like the classic, like pump action. Okay. Shotgun. What? But the number, like 
So, thought you were talking about millimeter versus gauge. Gauge is the the size of the board. Yes. Okay. Um, I God, I hate that we don't have the metric system because the metric mm, is just mm-hmm. so much easier. I know. I know. Um, I forget the. It's uh, okay. I think it's like twelve millimeters. If that gives anyone an idea. Um, but anyway, so he had this fully loaded shotgun pointed right at my stuff, and just claimed that it was not loaded. And oh my god. Mm, did he? I, I glared at him as I, as I just like took all the shells out, just glared at him. Oh my god! What was? What did he react at all? Uh, he, I mean, he apologized, which he, as he should have. But why would if, he? I wouldn't even. I mean, you should never assume. You shouldn't even say, "Oh, it's empty." Like, um, I mean, you treat it like every gun like it's loaded. Obviously, exactly. I, I don't care if you say it's empty or no. not. No. What does always, it matter? Yeah. If someone brings any gun, I'm always going to get that gun in my possession yeah. and visually inspect. Oh, yes. I have a question. If so. I do the visual inspection and, you know, pull it back a couple mm-hmm. times, you know, look at it, look away, whatever, um, ensure that it's empty, and then I hand it off to you, do you also clear it? I will also check, yes. Okay, sweet. I love that. Just because there, there has been you got to see with your own eyes and, like, you're yes. holding it. It's, it's yes. your instance of making sure it's empty. There, Plus, it gets you in the habit of it when you have a gun in your hand, you make sure it's empty. Yes. Yeah. There has been someone, I don't know where it was, but it was a coworker I worked with because he had the personal experience. Someone came in and with the malicious malicious intent asked to see a gun and put a round in the chamber. And did, they didn't do anything. They just left the gun. What? In with, a gun with, store? With the hope that someone else will pick it up what? and create an incident. Oh my God. How did so, they find out that's what his intention was? Uh, basically, you can see it on the cameras. She came in and it was a just, woman. Yes. Oh my god. She Did came, her ex work at the shop or something? I don't know. I oh I, god, I don't know the full story, psycho. but but just the fact that oh it happened. It happens. There's people out there that want to do fuck with, yeah to want to do bad. FBI or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. That's anyway, horrible. but so I've I've had that guy with the shotgun. I've had a. a uh, army vet come in and she came in with a big tote one of those big tote purses yeah and just whips out this pistol and i'm like eh, mag out check chamber it's like oh don't worry that was not loaded but this one is it pulls out a, another gun safety off hammer back and what and pointing at me not not like pointing at me but like still just, ready to like basically if she pulled the trigger it would have gone off i would have died yes oh my god so let's now that you're saying that, is it a good idea to come into a gun shop and have pull the gun off you, or wait out of your own? Um, if it's in a, uh, a holster, holster or your purse, to be like, here that's, you go, look at this. That's an excellent question. Um, so when it comes to getting a gun looked at, either for like mm-hmm. an appraisal or mm-hmm. for repairs, bring that gun in. If if it's your carry gun, don't carry it in your holster. Yeah. Bring it in like a separate container, like the, the actual gun box. Yeah, you can hold that up, the box. Yeah, so like, if you brought in a pistol like this, and just want to check this real quick while we're at it. Yep. So. Hey, I you would, sold us that! Yay! Yes. <laughs> so Thanks. I would do exactly that. I would take the case from the customer, mm-hmm. visually verify the magazine first, and then check the chamber. And put the case on the counter. In. At, at that point, it doesn't really matter because okay. I, I personally know that the firearm is empty. 
Um, for my coworker's sake, sometimes I'll leave the pistol on top of the slide back. Well, if you're bringing it to the um, you, like I went to a gun store, how would I put it on the counter? The like case? this. Just like that? Just like this. Okay. Hey. Obviously not pointing at you or me. Preferably, yes. Yeah. Um, when it comes to gun stores, there's there's just a point where you will eventually flag somebody. So that's yeah. why you always make sure that the firearm is, is empty Yeah. when coming into a gun store. Um, so, yes, when it comes to holsters... If it's, your, if it's your everyday carry, leave it holstered. If you need something for it or you need to look at, mm-hmm. go outside, go to your vehicle, go to a restroom if possible, hmm. and take it off there, hmm. and then just bring it in. If you don't have a case, just like this. Yeah. Mag out, action open, visually see that chamber. Yeah. That is how you would bring in you don't, a gun. Yeah, which that's like worst. No, I wouldn't or say like, worst case scenario, but... You really don't have a case, and like you said, yeah. most are sold. Well, I guess if you're, uh, do, do when you sell a gun back, do you turn the do you have to turn the case in? I don't think you have to. But you like, don't have to. Do no. most people? Most, yeah. Okay. If it's a new gun, typically they'll sell the case with yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I would hope. Some people they don't like to accumulate a lot of cases mm-hmm. because they'll have they'll have a lot in their collection. True. And they take up space. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes they'll opt for like a, a soft case. Or something that holds multiple guns at the same time. Yeah. So when you do you everyday carry? Is what it's called? Is that what yes. you call it? Okay. Where do you uh, hold it in your like? Where do you like to have it? Uh, typically, on my right hip. Mm-hmm. That's where I find it most comfortable. If it's somewhere where I'm standing for a long time, and I'm not sitting for for a great period of time, I can handle an appendix carry. Mm-hmm. It's probably that for me. For my anatomy, it is not yeah. the most comfortable position. Yeah, I understand that for some people it is, mm-hmm. yeah. and it is. It's up for it's up to everybody to find their way to carry. Of course, it is part of carrying a gun is having that box full of holsters that you <laughs> yeah. tried over. The I know the holster. Years. Yeah, that you got. Or I'm not blaming this on you. Obviously, we didn't think about it. I always almost wear my shirt tucked. Mm-hmm. And right. I'm like, but this is you have to have a shirt over it. Like you can't. I mean, I guess you could, but. No, I, I want it to be a concealed carry and me still be able to tuck my shirt in. I don't remember the holster I sold you. Oh, it's um, fine. It's just the... Uh... But, so, like, this holster here, this is the holster I use, it is tuckable. Okay. Most of them were set at six. Hmm. And you got a... That's a separate buffer tube from somebody else? Or... Uh... I can't remember. I've yeah. had so many parts. What's your yeah. name? Did you, I'm, I'm assuming you named your guns. Do you name them? <laughs> or is that lame? I have named a few. I've not named all of them. Oh, okay. Which one? Name them. Or if you have. This is Danielle. Danielle? Oh. Cute. That's Danielle a good name. Defense. Right on the That's cute. Do these two have names? No, not yet. Oh, okay. That's Scarlet. This is Scarlet? This is. Oh. That's super cool. Where is this one from? It's pretty cool. It's Magpul. Magpul? Mm-hmm. It's nice. Is that the one you said that's... Rare or something? Or, or no, discontinued? No, wait, what is he pointing no, so, at? Oh, just a, oh, I a see. little grip here. I, I like that. The thing that makes it... What is it? It like, changes the name of it? Or they... California, you can't have that thing? In California, the forward, forward What's grip... It there's like... Forward grip or vertical grip. Okay. Yeah, that's... Uh, I think it's actually a vertical grip that makes it an assault weapon. Like a certain length. Forward grip is like an assault weapon in California. It's weird. 
California is weird. It's like it's a dumb. D- different size of them. California is not America. And like, as some counties, they're like, oh, if you put it in, that's already a no-go. It's already an assault weapon. Just having it. And even, even if this, even this makes it. Yeah. Wow. Just... I think uh, I think definitely San Francisco. Do, do they come with that LA. when they buy one? Like some do. Okay. Like the fact that you could, like shadow hold it like that, even if it's like a little no, that's all. Because it makes it easier. To, I mean, it's so stupid. Like an easier to fire gun is a more dangerous gun. Like I don't understand their logic with that. Exactly. Wouldn't it's, it be opposite? Ooh. Wouldn't it be like uh, more unruly? Like if it didn't have that, it would they, be. They want their guns to be harder to control, basically. Mm-hmm. That's like Biden saying a couple, or like, I don't know how many years ago that was. There's a little video of him being like, yeah, women should have a shotgun for self-defense yes. thing. And then there's yes. a montage. Have you seen the montage of women firing a shot? I mean, it's obviously yes. intentionally spliced to have dumb women, or I wouldn't say dumb, ignorant women that don't know how to fire it. Novice. Not always women, though. I think there was a man that was, whatever, or just obviously is... Yes, that, Hard that, to shoot. That was one of the points I wanted to make. Was oh okay. The I brought it down. The Biden thing, yeah, shotgun. The whole Biden, just just buy a shotgun. Yeah, like we can cover that. <laughs> that is not. He, all he does is lie. Yeah, all this guy does is lie. There's nothing he says that's like true or honorable or righteous. K plus, yeah. Is it proper to ask if you can hold someone else's gun? Or would you like? It, it's. Courtesy, yes. Yeah, can I hold this one? Yeah, Casey, Casey lives next door. And I just did the. He told he told me like, hey, whatever you do, just buy that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't even bother asking. I was like, why? So was that bad that I just flagged you when I picked it up? So it's something I saw you flinch. I know. So I'm like, oh. (laughs) Every time I'm like, don't do it, and like, oh, you just did it. So like, whenever I handle a gun, like. that one's pointing right at me. Yeah. Um, imagine like a laser coming out. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. And make sure that. Yeah, that's the, that's where you point the laser. Yes. So what I just did was so, made you uncomfortable. In a sense, I know it's not loaded. That's I know, and still, no, I know. But, but still. Oh, I hate that I do that. God. So. I'm like, I should know better. I'm sorry. I apologize. If I was in your position, I would. Because how was it pointed? It was like so, that. So. Because the mic was in the way. No excuse, really. Pull it up, I guess, straight yeah. up. So. Ah, uh, like that, and then I that makes sense. Bring yeah. it out of there. That makes sense. Is that that's for any gun, right? That's any gun. Okay, that makes sense. I apologize. Gotta start somewhere. So a little, uh, little like tool storage or something. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mag pull, mag pull. Was mag. that better? That was perfect. Can I pull this back? And obviously not the trigger, but just pull it back. You want to check it first? I don't know. I don't know how to so, help me. Yeah, I don't know how to check this. So this one, you would take this guy, slide it to the to the right. This thing? Yes. Does it stay out? Okay. Yep. And then you want to pull back the hammer one click. Pull this back. One click. Is that one okay. click? And then just start twisting it. So you want to hold back the hammer? Sorry. Oh, hold oh, it back wider. And then and then spin. Oh. Uh, okay. Until it counts six. Was that six? Was that six? When did that one? Yeah. I know. You're good. You're good. And I'm just looking how you can see down at the floor when you look at a certain angle. And then letting go. Yep. And closing this. Yep, close. Now you can pull it back. What, now that you've verified the fire like, is empty. So is there one click and then all the way yeah. back is... You would bring it back all the way. There oh my go. god, that's hard. I have shitty lists. Great. Now, do you have to dry fire to put that back? 
you can ride the hammer up. So what does that mean? You just light it up. So uh, hold the hammer back. Is this the hammer? Yep. And then you want to hold the trigger. Hold the trigger. Yeah. Like so, pull it. So thumb on hammer. You want like thumb press, this? Press, yep. Press it down. Okay. Hold the trigger. Hold it. Mm -hmm. Like you're like I'm pulling it. Yep. Which means like, firing it. Like you're pulling it, but you're not letting go. And then you just want to slowly ride the hammer up. Like, just slowly. I'm slowly there you go. Perfect. Huh. That was good. I have horrible wrists. I'm like, I don't know. Because I broke my hand when I was anorexic. So I'm sure right. I have, like, shitty wrist issues. Gotcha. And that just goes to show that not every gun is for everybody. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. For sure. Which uh, bolt carrier you're using. So the, the upper and the bulk carrier. Oh, they're all in one unit? So this piece yeah. and the gas system um, is all Adam's arms. Oh, yeah, because I saw I saw it up there. It says Adam's arms. I couldn't figure out how it, what it's showing. Okay. What made you choose on Adam's? I, I haven't looked up all of them yet. There's like a huge list that Casey sent me of all everybody who makes a bolt carrier group. I'm like, oh. do do we go over direct impeachment guns versus a piston? Though. Yes, we did. Oh, okay. So yes, I mean, it's still useful. useful. It's, yeah, still useful. This one is not talk, not talk. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I feel like most aren't. I will. I will definitely use that one. Um, yeah, we went over it, and you you made a choice between the two. Yeah. So this is the piston one. That's that's why there's a spring there. Okay, that's the one you were talking to me about. Okay. So how often do you go to the range and fire? Oh, Unless God. you have an outdoor, whatever you're, I guess you were saying. Uh, not nearly enough. I am um, ashamed to admit it's been probably a year. It's been probably a year since I've been to the range because ammo prices, really? basically. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. I can walk across this. Yes. <laughs> like, do you feel comfortable doing so? Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, it's uh, they've risen. I looked like where I've talked to Casey is like, yeah, they've been ri rising gradually, especially yeah. during that. Oh, Casey's our neighbor. He's Mister. Well, he loves guns. I mean, we we do too, but his collection is amazing. He he. Well, for me, it's amazing. Yeah, he's super he useful. Started about two, several years, two or three years ago, he started again. He's helping you build your uh, AR though. It's He's nice. at least coaching me like where to look. Um, I ordered the uh, the SB SB four. Okay. Uh, hopefully it'll arrive, and then I'm waiting on that radiant kit to arrive. But in the meantime, I was looking at bulk carrier groups, and all of them are pretty much the same as long as they're like properly tested. Mm -hmm. There's not many fe other features that I really want. I don't know how like the boron coating if it makes any difference. I would do nickel. Possibly. Nickel boron? Mm -hmm. uh, most of them are sold out, that's why. Uh. That's simply the one people, like, if you're into ARs and you're at that level, that's typically what people would go after. Okay. It's what I would go after, at least. Oh. Uh, and what Can about the... Wait for it then when I don't mind waiting somewhere? for it, yeah. Oh, actually, sorry. I mean, the manufacturers are sold out. I'm sure I could find something online with somebody who's selling one. Um, what about the steel, like, 9310 versus 82... Does that matter? Some people may, may say like S7 steel is the best or something. I've, I I don't even know the difference between. Yeah. Because um, some some of them make 
the entire Kara group in one one steel, and some of them vary between the bolt and the carry itself. So I don't know if that matters at all. Durability versus as long as they're tested, I guess it doesn't yeah. matter. As long as they're they're tested, like tried and true, and from a reputable source, mm -hmm. like like Arrow, anything from Arrow, I would, I would pretty much trust. Okay, I was surprised. I literally was looking a moment ago. Arrow did not does not explicitly say that they high pressure test their carrier groups. Like on the online, mm -hmm. on, they do the particle inspection. Right. They do the yeah, actual uh, shopping. Yes, they, they do the shopping, but I. I don't know why, I'm pretty sure they do it, but I don't know if they just didn't highlight it on the, online. It's odd. It's been a while since I've done some shopping. So yeah, I, I but it's, you. okay, but nickel boron is something I, would, I wouldn't mind. Because I noticed that the coating is really nice and slick yes. and requires, I would still lubricate it, but I would, yeah. wouldn't just go crazy on it. Okay. Exactly. All right, let's wrap this up. Sorry, chat I'm more. off. No, th no, you're fine. That was me, really. Thank you. Okay. I don't even... Not that we have to know what we left off on. I don't think my mic was on at all, which is fine. These are just backups, really. Right. Oh, that's still going. Um, <laughs> I can literally just wrap up. Well, let me see what other questions if I had any. I think you already talked about assault rifle and semi-automatic. Like yes. those terms. Yep, we've gone over that. Um, <laughs> I gotta have a dumb question here. Do video games lead to gun violence? No. They do not. Why do people say that? Easy to they're, just they're looking it. for a scapegoat to apply vi the, the the violence to. They're looking for that as the reason mm -hmm. for people doing violent acts. Um, violent video games are not the not the problem. No, I wouldn't think so. If anything, they're more cathartic mm -hmm. than, than anything. For sure, um, yeah. Stress release, whatever. Yes. Um, but I've played. I guess what people would call violent video games for a good portion of my life, ever since I was probably like six or seven, mm -hmm. playing, you know, Grand Theft Auto, Mortal Kombat, Call of Duty. I've never hurt anybody. <laughs> Intentionally, yeah, obviously, with a violent manner. Which one's your favorite Which, shooting game? Uh, video game. Uh, I just finished Red Dead Redemption Two. That is. Probably my favorite video game so far. Yeah, I heard that game is beautiful, like the oh, graphics. Yes. But I think it's also, well, for me, it's just too many uh, options in the game, like overwhelming. It, it is a very in-depth game. Yeah. And it's easy to, to get lost in it. Yeah. Um, but as far as as far as my favorite favorite video game, shooter okay. shooter or not, that's mm -hmm. probably at least top five. Did you play the first one? There's so there's technically three. There's Red oh. Dead Revolver. There's oh. Red Dead Redemption. And then, How did I not know that? Maybe I did. I don't know. It's it's technically not related to the storyline. It's just it huh. shares name. I can't believe I didn't know that. Wow. It's like PS2 in it and early Xbox. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, Same, obviously, game studio. Huh. Interesting. But either way, um, I've, I did play Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption yeah. 1. Yes. Cool. Yeah, I remember liking that game. It was neat. Um, I would say 2 is way better. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, what, the story or what? Everything. Everything? Everything. Wow, now I want to play it. Make me want to play it. <laughs> These are all the funny questions. They're not funny, but they're still good questions. I think I already asked that, though. Do guns ever go off by themselves? No, it's just mechanical could thing. There's there's that, Chances. and then there's there's people who say they have an accidental discharge or an AD. I don't like to 
myself. Mm. I don't like to use that term because... Accidental discharge? Yes, yeah, I'm I, like, what do you mean? That doesn't happen. Like Exactly. It clearly wasn't an accident. You were just being neg- negligent. Yeah, exactly. So or people said that they it went off when they are cleaning their gun, which is like, what are you doing? You You're not cleaning your gun. You didn't check your chamber. <laughs> no. So I, I, I refer to it as a negligent discharge. Yeah. Or ND. Um, but if you talk to anyone in the gun industry, they pretty much know that's interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Guns do not go off by themselves. No. Um, if it went off, it's because someone physically pulled the trigger. Yeah, exactly. Or a very rare case, there is, like I said, a mechanical malfunction mm-hmm. in which a part broke and the gun resulted in firing. But even then, that's that, that would so be incredibly rare. rare. Yeah, like unbelievably rare. And some of them, some of them go and some of the guns have a, I don't know what you call it, double, not the where it's the uh, safeties in the trigger, like the, uh, the trigger the lock we have. Yeah. Yes. So, like yours. The only um, way to, for it to go off is if you actually pull it back physically. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to mention or add or anything? Um, one of the most important things that people look over is training. Mm. Um, training and medical. Because mm. it's one thing to shoot and defend yourself in a stressful situation mm-hmm. it's another thing to mm. be shot in that situation yeah um and just knowing what to do in general it's really good to get training yeah um because it's like they're saying knowing is half the battle and if you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. you're putting yourself at, at a disadvantage so like yeah you can go and get these med- medical kits hmm. that's cool um so like you have a tourniquet Sharpie, oh, wow. gloves, gauze. Does that all come in the kit when you buy it? Yep. Wow, what uh, brand is that? This is, I think it was North American Rescue. Does it say on the front? No, this is just oh. uh, APOS, no, no known uh, allergens. What does that mean? Blood type, and then if you have any allergies. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow, so interesting. Like, if you're, oh, like, is that a patch, like a little bumper yeah, thing? Yeah, oh, that's cool. Velcro patch. Awesome. So like, I'm APOS, and I don't have any known allergies that's cool when it comes to medication. i love that yeah so like you can get like b pot or b negative no penicillin things like that do people search someone's body if they're injured and they find that or something like is that a known thing uh so like if say there's an emergency and there's ems reporting to the scene if they see this on you mm. it's easy oh, is, is this like a belt thing uh it can be you mm. can attach it to a backpack mm-hmm. or, or like a chest chest rig or anything yeah, like yeah, that yeah if they find it on you, it's easier for them to identify what they need for you, That's cool. for your assistance. Love that. So I have it on my, on my Let bags. me see the inside again. Sorry. Oh, sorry. That's really cool. I've never seen one. So I have a tourniquet. I have chest seals behind it. Whoa. Gloves. What did gauze. you say? Chest seal? Yep. What is so, that? So if you're shot, like, mm. where your lungs are, like I think it's a term for it. I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can have what's called a sucking chest wound. Basically, mm. air is being sucked in. Ooh creating a gap between, or creating a space where your lung can't breathe. Oh my gosh, yeah. The chest seal is to prevent that. Wow, and I have heard they're, of that. There's That's cool. one for the front and one for the back. What? Amazing. Um, wow. There's gauze, so if, if you have mm-hmm. like a, a tear or something, you could pack the wound, mm-hmm. keep, keep, keep it from bleeding. If you're shot in like an artery or something, like your leg or your arm right here, mm-hmm. apply a tourniquet to the appendage, correct appendage. And wow, that's so it's, useful. It's very useful. Having it, like like I was saying, having this mm-hmm. is better than nothing. 
For sure. Knowing what to do with it. Exactly. Is, is everything. Is everything. And you're way more likely to uh, be at an emergency like that mm. than being the victim. Hmm. So, yes, it's cool to have this. It's better to be trained. Yeah, yes, for sure. It's cool to have this. It's better to be trained. Yeah. And that goes for anything. Yeah. Um, Knowing how to use it. Yeah. There, there's, uh, I don't know if you follow Grand Thumb, but... Who? Grand Thumb. No, but maybe I will now. So one of his favorite lines that I really love is, rule number one is looking cool. Mm-hmm. But you look even cooler when you know what you're doing. Yes, I love it. I love it. Um, and So true. Yep. Just It's important to know what you're doing. Yeah. But if you have this and you don't have the training... It's possible for someone else to be there that knows what to do. Exactly. So you would be like, hey, I'm not qualified for this. Are you? They say yes. Like, here you go. You mm-hmm. know what to do. Um, you call 911, what have you. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. I mean, that was super, at least for me, uh, knowledgeable and useful. So I hope you guys out there can find it useful. So, um, yeah, thank you so much, Brandon. It was an absolute pleasure. I really My appreciate pleasure. it. And this was the best interview to do in person with yes. toys and stuff to look at and explain it. So it worked out in a beautiful way. So, yeah, till next time, people. Thank you for the way. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to this video and watching on my Odyssey. Don't forget to hit the, I think it's a follow button on Odyssey here. Um, If you'd like to support my work that I do, you can do that by heading to subscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens. And you can be a monthly um, supporter there. Or if you'd like to donate some money through PayPal, that'd be awesome too, which is PayPal dot me forward slash LP foster kittens. Again, that's PayPal dot me forward slash LP foster kittens. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have an awesome day, week, whatever is going on in your life. God bless y'all.